sports fans, and welcome to the 11th episode of Pop Talk Rugby League, a podcast where old mates from high school meet up to talk about rugby league. My name is Adam, and I know very little about football, so I'm joined, like always, with my panel of armchair experts. Today, with the Smokes. G'day! Go the mighty Broncos! It's a great week for footy. And Principal. Hey, how you going? Uh, I'm, I'm desperate for this beer, so let's crack into it and get into Twinkies. it. Twinkies. Uh, all right. Uh, I didn't watch any games from last round. I was just busy with other stuff. Uh, so on to the experts. Smokes, what were you, what were you watching? Yeah, look, I, I caught some of the action um, this round. I caught, um, you know, portions of the, the Cowboys-Knights game. Um, obviously, the uh, um, uh, I saw some parts of the Titans-Bulldogs. So all of the Roosters-Broncos game. Looking forward to talking about that one. Uh, I saw a lot of the Raiders Storm game too, so I saw a lot of the Saturday action actually. Uh, pretty much saw nothing from Sunday because I was out at Movie World with the kids. Um, but yeah, so caught a lot of the Saturday action and the Thursday game. And how about you, Principal? Yeah, I saw. Um, I liked actually the Sharks Dragons game on the Friday. That was good, and I uh, watched that. And then I watched the race, uh, the Raiders Storm, Roosters Broncos, and that was all I managed to watch this weekend. Uh, I watched a little bit of, I think, Roos, uh, Titans Bulldogs or something, but I don't remember. I was busy with engagement parties and that. Um, all right, so uh, let's talk about uh, some of these games in more detail. Cowboys versus Knights. I really wish Fandom was here because he picked Knights and he was the only one that got that one. He did, he did, and he uh, he muffed that up big time. Um, look, the Cowboys, um, they're in a bit of decent form at the moment, actually. Of those teams who are outside the eight, they're the ones who... Who are making a push? Um, they've, they've um, I think they've won something like five of their last seven or something like that. So they're doing pretty well. Um, they were up, um, I think it was sixteen nil, and then they had a couple of guys put in the bin, which is what got the Knights back into the game. But once the Cowboys had their their full thirteen on again, they were they were pretty on top in that game. The Knights are a bit of a shambles at the moment. I I think they're really struggling. Like they seem really. I, I know they've got guys out. Understandably, but they seem rudderless. Yeah, it's an interesting one with the Knights. They've sort of had so much promise, and the injury—they just haven't handled the injuries well, and they just—it seems to lack leadership. I think is a big thing there as well. Just on the field, it seems to be like you said, rudderless. They don't have direction of, of what where they're going. So they miss Mitchell Pearce and to a lesser extent, Kalen Ponga so much. They just Kalen Ponga gives them that spark that attacking flair, and Mitchell Pierce gives them the, the directness that they need. Just like, just follow me, boys. I'll, I'll lead the way sort of thing. They're, they're clueless without those two. Okay. Uh, next game, Warriors versus West Tigers. Principal, you picked West Tigers. You got that one wrong. Yeah, the Tigers. I just I had hopes that maybe they would start to, to get it together after a couple of wins, but no. Came unstuck with that one. They're, again, they're, they're showing those fighting qualities of having to play. The, and they've been told now the entire season will be in Australia for them. They, they won't be going back home. Um, Reese Walsh, again, this just hurts me as a Broncos fan because he just absolutely blitzed it. Um, the Tigers made a bit of a fight back late, but I think the scoreboard very much flattered them. I think the Warriors were far better than them. Okay, uh, uh, Sharks vs. Dragon. Principal, you were the only one that picked that out of us four. My well new done. sort of second favourite team, Sharks. Well, oh, I have, have less respect for you because of that. 
having your Sharks as your second team, oh, just... To be fair, it was a close game. It was. You that know was what? a good game. I was not looking forward to this game at all. I had no interest in really watching it. Um, but I watched it, and I was actually... Because it was a close game, it was in, it was exciting. I, I enjoyed the game, and it's... Um, the, you know, Simbins were featured once again. Um, there's quite a few, so I think Sharks have lost quite a few players this week. Um, but, yeah, it was a good, great game, and I just love games that you don't expect to, to be close or you don't expect to be go down to the wire or whatever. And... But, yeah, look, I, I guess, look, without having watched too much of the game, I guess it must have been a fairly gutsy effort by St George with, with all those guys out suspended and injured. I think they... Leading into the game, they said something like they had 12 or 13 guys unavailable through injury and suspension. So um, uh, speaking to a couple of other people who did watch the game, they said that Ben Hunt actually played really well for them, but just with a lack of cattle and the Sharks has had a little bit too much for them. And, and there's a point where the Dragons should have iced the game with a field goal, and, and I think Corey Norman sprayed it, um, and then the Sharks got their chance and nailed it. So um, there you go, two points for them. Yep. All right, uh, Titans and Bulldogs. We all picked Titans. Mm. Even even Phantom picked the Titans, um, considering his love affair for the Bulldogs. Um, look, this was a, a fairly close game for a long time. I mean, I, I didn't see a lot of it, but I listened to a lot of it on the radio. So I had to do a few um, uh, trips. Um, I had to hire a trailer and move a few bits of furniture between houses. Um, and so I had it on, on the radio for a lot of it. And... Um, Every time it looked like the Titans were pulling away, the Dogs fought back and got back into it. So it wasn't until very late um, that the Titans got that, um, that, that final try that just pushed the lead a bit too far out for the Dogs. So the Dogs are finally starting to score a few points. And, and Trent Barrett's... Um, uh, the, the biggest recommendations on him is that he's such a good attacking coach. That's, that's a lot of the reason behind why Penrith have become such a good attacking team because he was their attack coach. Uh, maybe it's finally starting to shine through. Um, but uh, the Titans, ultimately, AJ Brimson had a really strong game. I mean, I think he, he signed like a five-year contract extension um, during the week, and he scored two tries, and he's, uh, he's just getting himself prepped and ready for a Maroon jersey in a couple of weeks' time. All right, Roosters versus Broncos, uh, which <laughs> Spokes and Principal both said it would be close, and there was like what? Well, we were both well, wrong because it was points. a... Belting at the hands of the mighty yeah. Brisbane Broncos. I noticed that uh, Phantom has decided not to join us tonight. Uh, I think he's running and hiding because of the belting <laughs> that we handed the Cox. Wow, that is without question the best Brisbane Broncos performance in at least two years. We played really direct, fast, hard footy. I love that before the match, Kevy Walters basically indirectly, uh, it is... Not so subtle ways, um, suggesting that the rest of the team need to lift and, and, and go forward with Payne Haas. Uh, and my God, they did. Um, Matt Lodge, I think that's his best game in a Broncos jersey. I actually think he's been quite good this year, but that was next level stuff. Uh, he made over 200 metres. He took the Roosters pack on. Pengai Jr., they moved him onto the left side so they could exploit the weakness of Sam Walker, which I pointed out after the Roosters beat the Sharks, because the Sharks had a little bit of success with this um, taking him on defensively. So Brisbane put Pengai Jr. on him. He terrorised him all night. He set up a couple of tries. He ran over the top of him a few times. He was, um, he was unbelievable. Um, and, yeah, I mean, um, the Bronco, like, we, we, we brought in a, a bloke who hasn't played NRL for seven years um, in Albert Kelly. He was great. Um, yeah, wonderful effort. And obviously there was, um, 
which we'll talk about later. A lot of spitefulness in this game. Lots of sin bins. Victor Radley had the angry pills. Um, and, yeah, it was, um, it was certainly a, a very, very interesting game to watch. Um, apparently the second highest rating game in Fox Sports history for NRL. So, amazing stuff. It's quite amazing that it's the second highest rating game, considering the Broncos, how they've been going. But I'm assuming yeah. all the Broncos fans maybe thought they had a chance of winning. So they yeah, I think, it, I, think it might be a, I think it might be a bit twofold. I think it might be... Um, uh, I think a lot of people are probably excited to see Joseph Suwali make his debut for the Roosters. Uh, and generally, as Broncos fans, we tune in for the start of the games nowadays, but then when we're getting belted by halftime, we switch off. But because we're leading... I guess we um, we left it on, and um, and continued on from there. All the sin bins and the the high tackles and things that was creating a lot of interest in the game to see, especially when Radley got binned for the second time. I think they got a lot of people thinking, "Oh, geez, could he go for a third time?" And realistically, he probably should the have. The controversy with the the high tackles is probably making people watch. How many sin bins is it going to be? Is there going to be a yeah. send off? I think it's yeah would be helping a little bit, but. Yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know what up. I'm happy about? That we didn't have to hear about Sam Walker. And we didn't. <laughs> for, uh, just a well, we shut him off. up. And you know what? It, yeah. Well, in all seriousness, um, we've shown a lot of other teams um, what they're going to do now. And, look, Robinson's a smart coach. He'll try and create some protection for him. But that's what other teams are going to do. They're going to get their most um, dangerous back rower. To, to line up against him. Like, I, I, can imagine, I can picture Penrith when they come against him putting Viliami Kikau, just having him run at him all day. When, when the Titans play yeah. them, it'll be David Fafita. Um, they'll just charge all day. So um, I've got to say, too, like um, with all these things happening against the Roosters and it was their coach who sort of almost kick-started this whole crackdown in, in a sense. Uh, but to Robo, Robo's credit, he didn't complain about it in the press conference. He said, no, they've got to get their tackles lower or they're going to be sin-binned. So he didn't complain, he didn't win, she accepted it. So, you know, fair play. All right. Uh, Raiders versus Storm, principal. Oh, I wish I didn't watch it, but, you know, <laughs> another week, another loss. And you know what? The first You the sound first like a Broncos half, fan. Well, you know... It's, I was going to say, up against the Storm, it's going that you don't way. have much choice, it's, really. It's heading you? that way. The Broncos-like season this this season for the Raiders. But, you know, Raiders showed some fight. The, the disappointing thing with this game is they, they weathered the Storm, or the Storm, um, for the first half an hour of the game. They defended. They It was a try to um, Nelson, Asafa, whatever. and Solomona. that's it. That was only his try in half time that changed the whole game. That that's it was a pretty soft try, and then from then on, Canberra forgot how to defend. They forgot how to. They couldn't get out of their own half as well. The the issue with this game, Melbourne was so good at keeping Raiders were kicking from the, their thirty meter line every single set, so they weren't they weren't getting close yeah. to to having a chance of attack. So yeah, it was a good start, disappointing finish. But I think there's going to be a lot more of these games for the Raiders this year and. Like you, you start again. You started off great. You start all your games off great. Um, there's the Raiders don't have an issue with their starts. I mean, ten nil. Even though the run of play was against you, Melbourne had all the possession, all the the territory. But you, the the two tries you scored were um, exciting, um, sort of off the cuff um, 
tries. They weren't necessarily like that structured sort of stuff. And then after that, which is kind of what you have to do to beat Melbourne, you have to play a bit uh, with a bit of freedom and a bit of um, creativity. And then they sort of started to try and go into the, oh, let's just kick to the corners and try and out-Melbourne Melbourne. You're not going to yeah. out-Melbourne Melbourne. Like, that's just what they do. That's their bread that's and butter. That's what was disappointing about it. Just a... Uh... Basically trying to go up through the middle, not spreading, not trying to throw the ball wide. Mm. It was a, basically, it was yep. just a game plan that suited how Melbourne would love to play. So it was yeah. just, yeah. yeah, it was just one of those things. But I think um, until they get their issues sorted, I think there's going to be a whole lot more pain to come for the Raiders. Yeah, look, um, it's going to be very, very, uh, yeah, well, well, that's it. I'm, I'm looking forward to this week's game, and we'll get on oh, to that later. If if they could just win one game for the rest of the year, please be this bloody game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Smokes, uh, Rabbitohs versus Panthers. You picked the Rabbitohs. I did, and wasn't that a terrible prediction? What was it 56 to 12 in the end? Um, I, I found it very interesting to hear that um, basically um, Wayne Bennett just said to them all, have your showers and get out at full time. He had nothing to say to him, um, which, which is obviously <laughs> just a very clear message from Wayne to say, you all know that that was f- So I don't need to tell you, just have your showers yeah. and go home. Look, it's hard to see. It's hard to see how... I, I, you could, Whilst it wasn't acceptable, you could kind of excuse them losing by 50 to Melbourne because they had, so, they had about five or six of their top players out. But I think they only had like one or two of their top 17 out. Against Penrith, they should have put up a fight. They didn't. Um, they were disappointing. And Penrith just... They just keep going from strength to strength. It's hard to see them losing. It really is. Well, Penrith haven't lost a game yet, have they? And we're 11 weeks in. They haven't. They haven't. It's it's quite incredible. Um, you know, during the 20 rounds last year, they only lost once. Uh, and what are we... 11 rounds in, they haven't lost at all. They're, they're in an incredible streak of form. And... and they're just doing it so they they they're doing it against most teams so comfortably. I mean the, the the two teams who seem to give them the most trouble um, in recent times. One was Manly, who were in pretty damn good form themselves. It took them till quite late before Penrith put them away. And funnily enough, the Broncos when they played them, and both those teams really took it to them up the middle. And I think that's the only way you can get Penrith. You've got to beat them up front. If you don't beat them in the forwards, you are not going to beat them. It is simple as that. And our last game for round 11, uh, the Eels versus Sea Eagles. Tipped it. Uh, Smokes. Tipped it. <laughs> that one, yeah. Tommy Turbo Against again. the bookies. Oh, look, and, and they're off the back of, um, they're off the back of, and we'll talk about this soon, um, the emotion from what happened earlier in the day with um, their club legend and, and greatest player, Bob Fulton, um, passing away. So um, they, they, they used that emotion, they fed off it, and they played amazingly away from home. Um, at Bankwest Stadium, it's hard for away teams to beat Parramatta there, and they did it comfortably. Really, they they absolutely blitzed them, um, twenty eight to six. Um, Manly, I I said earlier in the year I thought they were going to be right down there in that bottom four. Um, geez, with Turbo playing the way he is, man, it's um they're, they're top eight. They're top eight bound. If he if he stays injury free, they're top eight bound. Yep, they'll make yeah. it if he stays injury free. If he gets injured in the next month. They might miss out. That's how much of an influence he has on that football team. Yeah, I team. reckon Manly would be sweating on this Origin series. Oh, and yeah. Him playing, he'll definitely be there. But, you know, you'd, you wouldn't feel very... You'd feel very uneasy if you're a Manly supporter watching him play that game. Oh, absolutely. The end of round 11, uh, Phantom and Principal both picked four out of the eight. 
just a different four. And Smokes and myself picked five out of eight, so not a crash hot round. A lot of lot of upsets. Yeah, I'm slowly catching up. Total season. Uh, Phantom's on 51. Smokes is on 52. Principal's on 61. And I'm ahead on 64. But again, just footy. Okay, on to news headlines. Uh, Bozo's backflip. Immortal Bob Fulton to receive state funeral after angry backlash. Yeah, well, look, obviously, we just touched on it just then. Obviously, um, Bob Fulton, um, ex-Manly captain, ex-Manly coach, ex-Australian coach, um, passed away on Sunday. He had a long battle with cancer, age uh, 74, I think he was. Uh, There was a bit of lobbying to have him granted a state funeral. Um, It was initially not going to be granted, but then because of some backlash from his former continuous call team colleague, Ray Hadley, it's now been, been granted. Look... I guess it's a good thing for rugby league, but I sort of think state funeral for us. Look, okay, yeah, he did a lot for rugby league because he was he he won premierships as a captain. He played a lot for Australia. He was um, a premiership winning coach. He captained, uh, sorry, he coached Australia for a long time. So he did a lot. He's he's a rugby league immortal. But ultimately, he's a sports he's a sports athlete. Shouldn't state funerals be reserved? Like, I think there's a lot of people who did not get state funerals who have made far greater contributions to society than a rugby league player. Uh, that's just my my view. I mean, I know sports are important. We're here on a sports podcast and we love our sport. But, I mean, not to say, like, I'm, I'm not against it. I just don't know if it's what was warranted. But, you know, very sad for rugby league. Obviously, he was, um, you know, had a, had a great influence yeah, on it was, the Yeah, it's really sad. I... I, I I'm a bit confused about state funerals and, and their place as well. But you know what? It was an immortal. It was good for rugby league. You know, if it's a state funeral, I mean, the NRL will obviously celebrate him as well in some way. So whether that's oh, in the coming yeah. rounds or, or wherever, the grand final perhaps or something like that or maybe in, during Origin. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. He'll, he'll definitely, definitely get that as well. So, but yeah, it yeah. is, I guess, sad. I'm, I'm not so, trying to... I'm not trying to denigrate the the honour that's been bestowed upon him and and his family. I mean, I think it's wonderful. Um, I just think from I think if if he's been granted that, there's probably some others in other fields that that should have received that honour as well. Uh, it's just that because they're not as well known, because they're not in the public eye as much, maybe there's not as much lobbying for those people to get that sort of honour. Yeah, um, it seems it yeah, seems very uh, political. It seems very political. Yeah, the people, absolutely, absolutely. You got Ray definitely. Hadley, or you know, so it depends who yep. who's going to push your case, I guess. But yeah, absolutely. But uh, it's you know, sad sad time for rugby league because he's passed on, and he obviously you know I wasn't his biggest fan, and obviously I never saw him play. Speaking of my old man, like he says, like he was an absolute wonderful player. He said he's a great center and a great five eighth. He, he reckons he was probably better in the centre position than five. But he said he was wonderful at both. He's in the team of the century that was named in 2008. So um, obviously a wonderful contributor to rugby league. Defiant Radley vows, I won't change as Roosters duo band rubbed out of origin. Well, what would you expect from a pack of grubs? Exactly. I would like to go back to last week where our fellow <laughs> podcaster... I thought he was on the call. I thought I thought Fanta was on the call. Uh, who... who... Who has mysteriously disappeared today. Who has mysteriously disappeared after messages saying that, you know, Radley is the world's biggest grub. So he, he's basically putting that on Papali. But Radley has done this multiple times this year. <laughs> got Simbin twice in a row in the game. And now he said he's not going to change. Should have been like, sent off. And, he, and he's happy. To, he's going to keep going. So, oh, grub. 
Grub, grub, grub. Well, that's that's it. And look, I, I guess what's disappointing when you actually read his quotes, he's in, and I don't have him in front of me, but he was saying things like, you know, no, I'm not going to change my tackling style. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, I just happen to hit him a bit high. I'm not going to, you know, I'll, I'll just, you know, wear that. So, like, well, you're obviously the message isn't getting through to you. Then you f- knucklehead. The NRL are not going to change on this. The, the 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 crackdown is here to stay. So if you don't make some modifications. You are going to find yourself at the judiciary a lot of times in your life, young man, which means it's going to cost you a lot of state of origins, potentially test football down the track, which is a lot of money. So maybe learn from your boneheaded actions. Now, he, he got charged four times in that game, for instance. He got sin-binned twice. I am convinced the only reason he didn't get sent off or sin-binned again is because he'd already been sin-binned twice. Like, for example, the, the final one he did on... Um, Xavier Cates, which the initial hit was fine, but then the, the second one when he's on the ground where he, where he got him in the head. If that was a different player who hadn't been sin bin in that game, I reckon he goes to the bin. But the ref had seen him as like, oh, I've already sent him twice. What's this going to look like if I do it again? So, well, what he should have done is sent him off. How can he get two sin bin? How can he get two sin bins plus another two on reports and not get sent off? There's got to be exactly, a point. Exactly they, my point. Exactly you, people my point. getting um, sent off for, for accidental stuff or blah. You know, if you don't learn the lesson the first time, then the second time, then you do it another two times. Exactly, exactly. And and you look at um, you look at Matt Lodge. He got binned for doing one. I'm sorry, it was a bloody love tap. I'm sorry, and he's actually suspended for it this week, which is ridiculous. But but again, that's the crackdown. Oh, you know, uh, for these players to come out and say, "No, I'm not going to change my style." Well, okay, don't change your style, but don't expect different yeah. treatment. And I think um. Uh... Angus Crichton was a bit the same as well. He was saying that the crackdowns are a bit ridiculous. I read as well because he, he was he was having a he was having a whinge about it too. Well, a typical typical of a grub culture from a grub <laughs> team. I've got one for the Phantom. You know what's happening? Trent Robertson on the surface is like, oh, you know, I love the all this stuff, head high tackles, but he's actually coaching them. Where's his coaching oh. style now? Because two of his players are taking people's heads off. Yeah, yeah. It's it it, it was like. Uh... You know, trying to trying to play a bit of reverse psychology with the rest. Like, no, no, we never do high tackles, so no one else should be allowed to. But ah, you got caught out this time, Robbo. Exactly. Your dirty tactics. Kicked me out the door. Williams slams Raiders. Declares release. Not even signed. Oh, go for it, Principal. Uh, Phantom. That's, so, Principal, that's all of you. This this is just another kick in the guts for Raiders fans and the Raiders club. This is. This is history repeating itself, and it happens far too often with breaking contracts. And you know what, this time, which is the wonderful thing about what happened, Williams tried to get out of his contract early. He thought, you know what, I'll just play, you know, phone it in for the rest of the year, get the rest of my this year's pay, which is on about 700 grand. And the Raiders Mm. said, if you want to go, that's fine. So they, they gave him the release straight away. He got caught out, and now he's jumping up and down because... He, you know, he's not. He basically his salary is finished now with the Raiders. So I just think this is the most ridiculous thing. I, players breaking contracts. I still don't understand how it can keep happening in the game so frequently. And not to mention Raiders paid to get him to Australia from the other club a hundred yeah. grand. Yep. I think it was more. I think it was about two hundred. I think it was about two hundred grand. Two hundred grand. Um, yesterday, the- yeah, it was a lot of money. They paid the same with Bateman. So they paid all yeah. this, hundreds of grand, like hundreds of thousands of dollars to get players to Australia. Not to mention the re- they'd be paying relocation costs. I imagine they'd be paying, paying all sorts of things. Yep. And then yep. it's just, I mean, 
obviously the Raiders run the risk with some English players. There's always going to be homesickness risks, but yeah, you've got a contract. Homesickness, homesickness. Like, look, I, I have sympathy for guys who actually do so, and I think a lot of the times when, when there's homesickness, it's probably more the partners who are homesick because they're away from their support network. They're at home in a, in a foreign land with kids or whatever, and they don't have their normal friends and family around them. And I, I, I get that. I get that. But what shits me about stuff like this is he... And look, obviously it's got to be confirmed with his true, but apparently he was, um, his manager was trying to shop him, shop him around to other... Sydney-based club saying, hey, George, uh, George Williams would love to um, really check out Australian life by, by living somewhere closer to the beach. So is there any clubs who want to take him? But no, now he's homesick and wants to go to England because the beaches are so f***ing great there. Um, it's it's shit. It's, and, and you're right, Bateman did the same thing to him last year. It's like, oh, you know what? No, I, just, I, I don't actually like living in Canberra, so I want to go home. Well, you know what? Do your due diligence. Check out what the area is about before you sign these multi-year massive contracts. And the Raiders paid massive money transfer fees to both those English clubs to get them out of their contracts early. Um, and look, I, I actually applaud the Raiders. And they've done this for a long time, the Raiders, but before Ricky was there too. Don Fern is a pretty good operator. He's always, been, he's always had the belief of no one player is bigger than this club. So if you don't want to be here, here's the f***ing door, out you go. He did, yeah. They did it with um, Blake Ferguson, I think it was. They did it with Josh Dugan. They did it with plenty They started of with Carney. He was the biggest one they did John first. Carney. He, he was John going Carney, to be yeah. the, the top player. Oh, the next big was, thing. And they went, you know what? Stuff it. Like, and they got no, rid of him. No, the club and, is bigger than you. Yeah. yeah they've had them. a history of it, which is great. But you know what the problem is? The, the players, it's happened at other clubs as well. As soon as they want to go... They can easily get out of it. They cause issues at the club. Because managers tap them on the shoulder and say, I can get you more money elsewhere. So start telling them how you're unhappy, you want to go home. Whatever excuse you can come up with, start dropping the seeds because I can get you more money elsewhere. Now, with this Williams one as well, the Raiders did everything they could to to make him happy. So, look, we're going to, you know, we'll obviously get through to the end of the year. We'll, We'll look after you from welfare point of view. We'll give you everything you need. Uh, obviously, they got when he when he says sends them a message early in the week saying I'm not coming to train this week and I won't be playing this week because I'm I'm in a mental state or whatever. Uh, they obviously just had enough and said, you know what, we're better off just cutting him. We're better off yeah. cutting him. He he's clearly not going to be here. He doesn't care about the jersey. Let's just move on with someone who does. Yeah, it's just um, good on him. Good on yeah, him. Yeah, good on him. I'm 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 very glad actually. But you know what? The best thing is Sam Williams who lives and. Leeds green for the Raiders will get his chance at halfback for the rest of the year. He played. He played good against. He Melbourne played too. good. He pretty good. Maybe you know. It, are we losing a huge amount putting Williams in? Probably like Sam Williams in. We're not losing a huge amount. I mean, you know, Williams is a great player, but he was it's hardly set the the world on fire when he was here anyway. The other thing too is I tend to think you'll probably find that Josh Hodgson will play better. Um, because uh, th- th- those two didn't seem to, to gel too well in attack, no. Hodgson and um, George Williams. So Hodgson may very well uh, improve his game under Sam Williams. Yeah, I think so. And I think it could potentially go back to more of a combination <laughs> they did when they actually made the grand final when they had Aiden Caesar there. Yeah, because Sam Williams is a bit more like him in yeah, terms of style so of play. So yeah, he, you're probably right. Yeah, so it could potentially even things up a little bit. Until he pulls on a Broncos jersey next year, then you're so. 
COVID chaos puts MCG origin opener in doubt with NRL considering shock new venue. Yeah, I saw this flash up uh, today, I think. Um, look, because there's been a there's a potential mini outbreak in Melbourne, it's it's causing chaos with their AFL teams. Yeah, the NRL they, they just they just ask them. Look, the, the opening origin game is supposed to be at the MCG. Is that in doubt? Um, Andrew Abdo, um, chief executive, basically said, look, we've got some contingency plans in place. Have we looked too much in them? Not yet. Uh, we will if we have to. Interesting that one of the venues pointed out um, as an option is um, Canberra. Um, I don't know about that for a couple of reasons. One, the stadium only it holds about 20,000. 20, and two, I'm sorry, but that's a, that's a massive advantage to New South Wales. To play it at the at the AC because let's place it. It's not AC. It's not New South Wales. It more or less is. Let's it's... put it this way. Let's put it this way. If you're a New South Wales fan, you want to go and watch the game. It's a two hour drive. Three hours for me, oh, mate. Sorry, th- three hours then. If you're going from the Shire to to, to Canberra, like, uh, at most places it's three hours. Oh, either way, whatever. It's it's not most, it's, most of Sydney. It's is not three it's hours. not that far. So and, and the fact is, a lot of people who are there are expat. New South Welshman, so I think a little bit unfair, but I, look, I tend to think they'll probably send it to Adelaide. I think they'll probably send it to Adelaide if it um, if it can't be at the MCG. But I'm predicting that they'll that it'll still be at the MCG. Would Adelaide have a stadium bigger than like the Canberra one? I know the Canberra one's not huge. They played a game there um, last year. They played at the Adelaide Oval, I think, and it holds about thirty eight thousand or forty thousand or something like that. So um, yeah, so they'll. Um, I reckon that's where it'll go if it's not at the yeah. MCG. It's funny, they were struggling to sell tickets because of just COVID worries in Melbourne anyway, and now they've got mm. this this um, COVID thing. So it'd be interesting to see what the crowd ends up being if they do. Especially, like, MCG normally holds, like, 90,000. You might end up with 30,000 or something like that. Yeah, so. be a very different feel in, in a big stadium like that. So yeah, true. be interesting. True. On to beer bets. Uh, last week, Smokes, you lost four, then gained four, so you're even Stevens. Breaking even. And Phantom basically gave Principal two of his beers. So Phantom's only on 13, <laughs> Principal's on 26, and Smokes sitting pretty on 33. And that's it. Uh, so this week, bets, gentlemen, who's starting the... Uh, <laughs> I'll kick us off. And I'd be, I would be mortified if no one takes me on the, with this. I'm only going to put two beers on the line too because I'm not very confident. The Brisbane Broncos to beat the Melbourne Storm. <laughs> I knew it was coming, of course. The I'm first time it. in 12 years. It'll be the first time in 12 years that we beat the Melbourne Storm at Suncorp Stadium. Do I mm-hmm. think it's going to happen? No, I don't. But am I going to put two beers on it? Yes, I bloody well am because you know what? Melbourne are missing three players from their spine. We're off the back of our best win in two years. Bring it on. Who wants to take this challenge on? Oh, you... I mean, I'll take it just because, like, I don't think they're going to make it. No, you neither can... do I, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> You've got to put everyone on that one. Just chuck Atley and me, yeah. everyone. Atley will oh, definitely he'll, he'll, chuck He'll you definitely on. buy into that. He'll definitely yeah, yeah. buy into that. Um, the, the, uh, the All right, so for mine, I'm just going to go because I... Love just giving away beers for free. Four beers. <laughs> Raiders to beat beers. the Grubs. Oh, as much as... I, I still haven't decided who I'm tipping in that game. Look, you can absolutely guarantee that um, that Phantom's going to take it. Yeah, I'm going to sit that one out. Because I kind of really want Phantom to take it and the Raiders to win. Because then he's down to single digits with his beers. So. <laughs> yeah, he'll so take I'm, that, uh, I'm sitting that one out. 
Yeah, Chuck fed him in for that one. Yep. All right, Dugan report. Uh, Dugan Pittsburgh? report. You know what? He played through a few tough knocks, actually, on, on uh, the weekend. He, he got sin bin, didn't he? He only got sin bin, but he, he, was, he was, um, had a few knocks and got up, so no, nothing really to report in the Dugan report this week. Yeah, well done, Dugan. The, the new rules are suiting him, that, it, that it's less likely for him to get hurt. It's good. Now good it's like touch football. You know, he's fine. He's like, I found my sport. That, that's, that's, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's Oztag, basically, isn't it? Dugan, is he uh, porcelain? Is he Teflon? Oh, he's not he's, glass anymore, he's, is he? Um... He's, he's something slightly better. Ceramics, maybe. Let's, let's, yeah, possible. he's upgraded to ceramics. That's it. Okay, all right, uh, on to the push-up challenge. Now, I've got to tell you guys, there's like a week left of preparation, oh, no. or four days or whatever. I oh, know. Uh, I'm getting very scared because I've seen videos of uh, Phantom, and I've seen videos of Smokes, and you guys can do a lot more push-ups than I can, and I tried to do 10 before we recorded, and that's, I think, why I'm out of breath and, like, a bit wheezy right now. So, uh... <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna be a good fun. Uh... I'm very concerned about going up against Phantom because he's uh, he's been sending his messages through saying he uh, he did a hundred this morning and did another hundred this afternoon. He's breaking them up in lots of twenty, like twenty, then having a break, then another twenty. But still, yeah, but that's I, right. I went to I did some this evening. After I, I did some exercise bike, then did some weights. But a couple of days ago, I did a lot of um, core exercises. So my stomach is like quite sore. Like I did more than what I normally do. And it's really sore. Like I did planks with the kids sitting on my back. So my stomach is just like, oh, I went to do these push-ups. I, I struggled. To, like I did three sets of 10, but I struggled because my guts were just burning. So I, I'm just going to slowly build it up. And I think I'm just going to have to do it in blocks of 20 to get the 130 in each day. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. that's I think 20s, 20s a smart smart bet. Do it in 20s and you know, breaks it into chunks. It's not too bad. Yep. Yep. 10 a day. Sorry, 10 an hour for 13 hours a day. That's basically like my entire it's <laughs> a whole day. Awake whole time, so. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you'd like to donate, there's a, a link I've set up uh, bit.ly Slash pub talk push up, and I'll put the link in the in the notes and everything else. We've got our crazy bets that we bet with beers, then we've got real bets that we bet with money, and any of the money that we win will go towards the charities. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, we, that this push up things. Yeah, we, we mentioned all about. this. Um, we mentioned this last week that we're going to start uh, doing a ten dollar bet each week, and what we'll do is half the half of our winnings will go to the the, the push up challenge charity. And the other half will keep in the account to continue to do our bets with. So uh, I believe Principal is um, taking the f- uh, the honours for the first bet. Yes, I've done so much research into my bet this week, and I'm definitely <laughs> going, I'm I'm going to run with following my beer bet. We're going to go Raiders one to twelve. Interesting. What are the What are the odds I on think that? With Raiders play, I this yeah, pretty good. I don't have it in front of me, but. I'm thinking with the Raiders players coming back, we've got Hodgson back and Whiten back. Roosters are missing, Roosters are missing their whole chunk back, of players, right. but then they've just yeah. lost another two. So, yeah. you know, and they got touched up last week. I, You know what? This Why is their not? chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with it, you know, and we're going to raise lots of money for this charity because it's going to get up. So I like yep. it. I like it. Um, another thing, um, this one, like, um, check quickly what we're going to do next week as well because we're obviously getting close to state of origin season so this will be quite fun so we've decided that um, next week I am going to name my new as a Queensland fan I'm going to name my New South Wales Blues side 
Whereas the Phantom and Principal, as New South Wales fans, are going to name their Queensland side. So we just thought that might put a bit of a different spin. It's Obviously, I could go and pick my Queensland side. I, I, I'm a Queensland fan, but it might be more interesting if I go and pick the opposition side and you guys pick your opposition side and see how they match up. And uh, that might be a bit of fun. And I like it. A bit of homework for you guys. Okay, so on to round 12 tips. Uh, so we've got game one, Broncos versus Storm. Phantom, who picked Storm. So I'll put that in for him. Then Smokes. Mm, this is so hard. Go on, do it. Got to tip your team. They've finally won no, the game. No, I, 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 can't, I can't fall any further back. I've, I've Just for, purely for the sake of the tipping comp, I have to tip the Storm. However, the Broncos will eventually beat the Storm at Suncorp Stadium. The Storm are missing plenty of cattle. So are we. And I, I, I am optimistic that we'll put up a fight, but I have to tip the Storm. All right, sorry, Principal, you're up. Yes, yeah, Storm, bye. I reckon it'll be close. With the storm missing some players, yeah, I've got a, I've got a feeling it might be a fairly close game actually. All right, I don't know why I've written Broncos here, but I'm definitely picking Storm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Cowboys versus Warriors. Oh god, oh, that's a tough one. Tabs. Uh, Phantom has picked Warriors. Smokes. That's a really tough one because they're both going pretty well. Um, it's at the Cowboys' home ground, yeah. is it? It's at uh, yeah. Look. Oh, I'll go. I'll go the cows on on home ground advantage, and that's it. Because I, I'm not confident in either of them. I think they're both playing all right at the moment. So I'll go the cows. And principal. I've also gone cowboys. Okay, uh, West Tigers versus Dragons. Smokes. Yeah, I'll go the Dragons. Um, they were pretty close last week. Um, I imagine they've probably got a couple of guys back this week. So I'll go the Dragons. Principal. Yeah, Tigers. Something different. Mixing it up. Well, I'm picking West Tigers. And Phantom Pick Dragons as well. Okay, uh, Panthers versus Bulldogs. Smokes. Panthers. Yep. Uh, Principal. Just copy Panthers across the board. Except for Hartley. I'm sure he'll <laughs> yep. pick Bulldogs. No, no, he's already <laughs> he picked Panthers. He's uh, right in front of us. I thought he liked to take a risk. <laughs> okay. On to Rabbitohs versus Eels. Principal. I have no idea. This is going to be close, I think. I'm going to say Rabbitohs to bounce back. After last week's humiliation. Uh, Rabbitohs. I'm picking Rabbitohs, but that's a very close yeah. game. Uh, 55-45, so... Uh, and then Phantom, I believe... Oh, God, I forgot he pressed. Eels. Uh, and Smokes? I'll give the Rabbits one last chance. Okay. Roosters versus Raiders. Principal. Oh, Raiders. But, you know what? I don't, I don't even want to watch the game. I'm just... I can't <laughs> be disappointed. I thought you and Phantom were going to go yeah, and check it going, out. we're going to watch it together. But, yes, it's going to be unbearable. One of you to be crying, one of you to be laughing. Uh, Phantom told me that, that you guys are watching it together. And he said he's never actually seen the Roosters lose when you got, against the Raiders when you guys are watching it together. Uh, I'm going to put my support behind the principal. Go awesome. the Raiders. The, the, the Roosters have been exposed. The Broncos have exposed them. Sam Walker is a weakness in defence. The Raiders are going to run. Who's your left edge back row? Is yeah, it Whitehead? Uh, yeah, Whitehead on the left. Run Whitehead at him all night. Carve and him you up. know what? As a sign, I actually won a signed Raiders jersey this week. Yeah, Raiders, I mean, nice. I, I, I couldn't actually remember entering the competition, but somehow I would say <laughs> entered it. I'm sure there was Bundaberg involved. <laughs> no. Well, you got to make a beer bet. Oh, you got to, You should make a, a bet with the Phantom that if, if you win, he's got to yeah, win. No, oh yeah, that's a good point. Another bet. 
Okay, on to Sharks versus Titans. I'm picking Titans. Phantom picks Titans. Smokes. This is a really hard round. There's so many close games. Um, give me the... It's at Shark Park. Give me the Sharks. Yeah, Principal, your second favourite team? Sorry. Sec- oh, Titans okay. are going to overrun them. Uh, Sharks weren't that impressive last week. Okay. Uh, and our final game for round 12. Knights versus Sea Eagles. I pick Sea Eagles. Phantom? Oh, sorry, Phantom picked Manly Sea Eagles and Smokes. Yeah, I'm in the Sea Eagles as well. They're in good form. Yeah, Sea Eagles. I I feel like the Phantom's gone a bit conservative in his tips this week. Yeah, he's not as outgoing as normal. He's not here to defend himself. But uh, yeah, I think uh, a lot lot of similarities, a couple of uh, change-ups. Okay, so that brings us to the end of this technically challenged podcast that we've had today. Yeah. have fun <laughs> but that's okay, that I'm sure I'll fix it all in editing. <laughs> I'll be fine. Uh, all right, so you guys can uh, you know, catch us on Spotify or pod, uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Anchor or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you. We really enjoy doing this and we'll continue doing it for the whole season. So see you next week. See you next time. Looking forward to it. See you later. Cheers. Go to the Raiders. Start doing push-ups. The Mighty Broncos. Go to the Raiders. All right. Bronco.